Okay, so every blessing to you all, and welcome back to my walking, talking pulpit. This will be sermon number eight, and uh, for today, if I may, I want to try and discuss a subject of loneliness. Whether you are saved or unsaved, whether you are married or unmarried, whether you are employed or unemployed, whether you are a boy or a girl, young or old, the chances are you have experienced loneliness. And if you haven't, the chances are you will. It was Marilyn Monroe, of all people, who gave an interview at the height of her career in which she spoke somewhat candidly about feeling very lonely. And uh, she spoke about being in a room on several occasions, meeting many adoring fans, almost lining up to get her autograph. And yet, in spite of all that attention, this woman was very lonely. It just goes to show that you can gain the world and yet lose your own soul. Well, during my discussion on the three terrible Ds, in which I uh, spoke at length about a man called David Brainard, a Puritan Calvinist, who would also feel very lonely and as a result would experience depression. He wasn't the only one, of course, that would experience uh, such bouts of depression and anxiety and loneliness. So too would Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, and he would suffer with terrible crippling depression for long periods of time. Not only would uh, he have to deal with that uh, terrible issue of depression, but so too would Winston Churchill, Britain's most famous premier. See, whether you're saved or unsaved, young or old, married or unmarried, employed or unemployed, depression can get a hold of you and as a result it can cripple you. Well, a couple of quick tips for you before I get into the subject of loneliness. And I will say this, number one, that if you are depressed or if you are anxious or if you are somewhat run down, not your usual self, then go and see a doctor. Try and get a blood test if you can. I remember reading some years ago about an Irish evangelist who was experiencing terrible nightmares just dreadful nightmares. It was like the devil was coming to get him, like every night. So much so that after months, if not years, of being terrorized by these awful nightmares, he went to see his doctor, who gave him a blood test, and it turned out he was very low, like super low, on vitamin D or E. And after prescribing him an extra dose of vitamins, he returned to full health. So check yourself out, get a blood test, Try and eat properly if you can. You are very much what you eat. Exercise, of course. And on top of all those practical things, read the Word of God. I was thinking about an advert that I watched some time ago, uh, which was promoting a particular toothpaste. And they were saying that this toothpaste is great for those with sensitive teeth. And if you take it for a period of time, you return to normality. Your gums and your teeth aren't so sensitive. And some of these people that were being interviewed throughout this advert slash commercial purporting to be dentists, maybe they were, maybe they're just actors, but they made a good point. And they said that uh, many of their patients will say that their sensitivity has returned. And these dentists say, uh, or these dentists will say, when do you start to notice the sensitivity returning? And they said, uh, when I stopped taking the toothpaste. 
And listen, there you are, you see. You've got to keep taking it. Well, the same is true of the scripture. If you stop reading the scripture, if you start to backslide, if you start to eat poorly and uh, stay up too late or get up too late, you start to fill your time with worthless uh, stuff and not enough for the word of God, then of course you're going to backslide. You're going to start to deteriorate. So check yourself out. Get a blood test if you can. In the short term, if you can't get a blood test, get some uh, super vitamins. Supplements are very important. Try and improve your sleep. Exercise as and when you can. But above all, get into the Word of God. I can't tell you how many times I've been so busy doing this and doing that, and I start to get dry, and my mind just switches off, and I go into neutral, and within five minutes of making time, after five minutes of reading the Word of God, I am recharged, very much like a battery which needs to be charged. So keep those thoughts in mind, and if you may, let's take a look at the subject in hand, the subject of loneliness. Like I say, when you take a look at some of the greats, could be Churchill, could be Spurgeon, could be Marilyn Monroe of all people, they would have many ups and downs. And of course, I will say this is a quick footnote that it may just be that for some of those people, sin was the problem concerning depression. I know for Churchill, he would turn to drinking to alleviate some of his uh, pressure, some of his ups and downs. And Marilyn would also drink very heavily. On top of that, she was a drug addict. As far as Spurgeon was concerned, I don't know what his problem was. Maybe he was too busy. Maybe he was too burdened with people's problems. I don't know. That's why it's good to get a, a balanced life, if you can. Too much of any one thing is no good. But if Marilyn, this A-star actress, receiving an absolute fortune at the peak of her career, could and would experience loneliness, then I guess you and I may experience loneliness. And therefore, how do we deal with loneliness? Well, number one, you've got to be busy. You could be employed. You could be working 80, 90, 100 hours a week and yet still be lonely. You may be the only person in your family who is saved. And you come home from a long day at the work, a long day at the office, or whatever occupation you do, wherever you work, and your husband isn't saved, or your wife isn't saved, or your children aren't saved, that's tough. You're going to remain lonely. You may go to a church, and yet still be lonely. I remember, before I was saved, looking at people in my church, of all ages, and some of those people went to church regularly, like every day, and they're very lonely. And that's why most people, if the truth be known, join a religious system because they are lonely. They want to be with other people and that's understandable. And yet I will say this, don't do religion just for the sake of it. Do relationship if you can. Get into fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I promise you, he's more than enough for anyone. And on top of that, the word of God will completely transform your life. But let's go back to loneliness. Let's try and take a closer look at this. And when people ask me about advice and what to do about being lonely, people ask me this, who are married, unmarried, employed, unemployed, I normally say this, that if you can, consider doing voluntary work, maybe after work, or if you're not working, in the daytime, maybe two or three times a week. For example, try and find somewhere in your area where there is a soup kitchen, 
that perhaps is open solely for homeless people and go in there once a week, twice a week, maybe three times a week, of course, if you have the time, otherwise this isn't going to be for you, but if you have the time, go into such an environment. But keep in mind that if you go into such an environment, number one, you're going in not to speak about the ills of the world, not to sit around talking about the good old days, not to sit around drinking tea and coffee and biscuits. I know many Christians are well-intended and they go into the voluntary sector, which uh, will bite your hand off because they are desperate for volunteers. And when they arrive, many a time, uh, well-intended, like I say, and no doubt born again, they don't preach the gospel. They just arrive and sit around, do practical stuff like social workers would do. That's not what I'm talking about. What I am suggesting is this, that you go into such an environment, you get some Christian clothing, maybe a cap or a sweater, with, shall we say, John 3.16 embossed on the front, and you go in there to preach the gospel. You don't go in all guns blazing, you go in gently softly you build up gradually there's nothing worse than somebody going into an environment all guns blazing and coming across as somewhat sanctimonious somewhat smug somewhat holier than now what we need are a consecrated christians separated christians christians who are walking with the lord and are regularly in the word of god because if you're not not only will you not last five minutes in such an environment but you'll come across in the wrong light. They won't appreciate you being there. And if you do decide to do this, I should warn you that such other volunteers who are working for free won't want you there. You see, you're not going there for the volunteers per se, you're going there for those that are trying to get a service from that particular place. So you need to tough it out. What you don't want to do is approach someone like the Salvation Army or the Catholic Church because they are ecumenical and they won't appreciate you being there one bit. Sure, they're very good at taking care of people's practical needs, but they won't take care of people's spiritual needs. In fact, it was Mother Teresa who said that uh, when she would meet a dying Hindu, it was her purpose to make him a better Hindu. That's right, a better Hindu. Not a Christian, but a better Hindu. And that's why these churches are failing. Yes, they're very good at taking care of people's physical needs, but what does James say? You're here one moment and you're gone the next. For those of us which are saved, we want a legacy. And I'll say this as well, that if you are a single woman and you've got no one to go out with you, or you're a single brother and you've got no one to go out with you, and yet you are wanting to get the gospel out, this might be for you. Because as a volunteer, it's very difficult for such a place like a soup kitchen to turn around and ask you to leave because you're not being paid to be there you're volunteering your own time and I'll tell you something else after being there for a short period of time your loneliness will disappear you may not last very long there of course I have to say that you may find it's too much of a battle it's too much of a strain and that's why the vast majority of Christians won't even consider this they won't consider it because it's hard, it's tough. You've got to dig in deep. You've got to tough it out. It could be apathy, it could be indifference, could be hostility. And therefore, if you decide to go into such an environment and you can't 
get on there, we don't fit in, or we don't feel the Lord wants you there, go somewhere else. There are many other places that are desperate for volunteers. But whatever you do, don't go into such an environment to just sit around, like I say, and talk about the good old days, have tea and coffee and biscuits. That's a disservice to the Lord. We weren't saved to sit around. We weren't saved to do our own thing. We were saved to make a difference. And that's why Paul would say, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. And the old, he that winneth souls is wise. That's the key. The key is to be busy. The key is to be out and about, not sitting around moping, not sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. You see, once you get into a rut, it's almost impossible to get out of a rut. It's like this. Once you put on weight, it's very hard to get that weight down, to get it off. And the same is true of sin. Once you get into sin, it's very difficult to get out of sin. Once you get into bad habits, it's very difficult to get out of bad habits. That's why you want to start on the right path. And start the way you mean to go on. So I hope this has been of some help to you. And like I say, if you're able to do this, go for it. And if you do decide to do this or try it, I will certainly pray for you. And yet, unfortunately, most Christians, like I say, when they go into such an environment, yes, they mean well, of course, but they don't preach the gospel. They don't give out tracts. They don't share the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And on top of that, most people that get saved, if the truth be known, go into religion. They do religion. They go every day and they do their deeds and their beads. And I'll tell you something, that doesn't work for me. I was raised in organized religion and you couldn't pay me to go back into such an environment. As far as I'm concerned, I want to be doing something. I want to be out and about making a difference. But what I will say also, and I'm trying to be realistic here so you don't get the wrong idea that to go into such an environment is going to be difficult. You need to be consecrated, like I say, separated, like I say, on fire for the Lord, like I say, and yet don't expect instant results. I remember some years ago, we did an event in London. It was a witch fest event. And we went down there, preached the gospel, and it was pretty tough. And at the time, it was the largest indoor witch fest event in, in, uh, in Europe, I think, the whole of Europe. And I seem to remember there were about 5,000 witches that had travelled all over Europe to this huge event. And we were outside giving out tracts, had some banners and just having a present really, nothing too much. And people walking past us, laughing, cussing, uh, blaspheming. But most people just pretty much indifferent, just look straight through you, thank you very much, or I'm okay, thank you very much, that kind of talk. And we thought, well, we've been here for several hours now. There's not much more you can do. You can take the horse to the well, but you can't make the horse drink from the well. Well, fast forward to about three years ago, and I should say this event took place back in 2003, so over 10 years ago. But fast forward to two or three years ago, we got an email from somebody who'd gone along to that event as a witch to participate in that evil occult uh, environment and this person said they weren't saved of course they were queuing up to go in and they saw us outside and something had struck a chord seeds had been planted and that person 
went on to get saved. And we waited over 10 years to hear from that person how they got saved. So don't expect an instant result. If you go into such a place, be of the mindset that it's a long-term ministry. You could be there for months, maybe years. You could preach to dozens, maybe hundreds of people. And for some of those people, they may get saved, not straight away. Could be a long time down the line. But if you want something to do, if you want a legacy, if you want to deal with your loneliness, that's what you do. Voluntary work. Check it out carefully. Find out when they want you there. Pick the hours that suit you. Then pray about it. Prepare for it. You may need to fast. On top of all those things, on top of all those things, keep in mind as well that for some of those people, they will have mental problems. Some of those people will be on medication. Some of those people will latch on to you. Be careful about that. You're not going in there to take care of their physical needs. They've got social workers that do all that. You're going in there to take care of their spiritual needs. And I have to say that because so many Christians, well-intended, get bogged down in people's problems. Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? My wife left me. My husband left me. I'm estranged from my son or my daughter. I've got a problem here. I've got a problem there. As far as we are concerned, as the church, that's not our remit. Yes, we can offer advice as and when, but that's not what we're here for. We are here to preach the gospel. No more, no less. So I will leave that with you. This has been number eight, and I hope this has been a practical message, which will be of relevance to some of you. I know for most of you, this won't be of any interest to you. I know for most of you, you can't do this because you're not sold out to the Lord. And on top of that, you probably haven't got the time, which is fair enough. But for those that have got the time, for those that are lonely, for those that want to get a legacy, for those who are sick or feeling depressed, worn down, washed out, anxious, or what have you, like Brainard, like Spurgeon, like Marilyn Monroe, like Winston Churchill, then this is something for you to at least consider. Because time is very much of the essence. And like I like to remind people when I do street work, over 8,000 people die every hour all over the world, which is what, 150,000 people every 24 hours. And most of those people are lost. And for most of those people, I put it to you that they haven't heard the gospel. And you've got to ask yourself this, if we, the born again, the redeemed, the true church, if we don't preach the gospel to them, if we are not prepared to preach the gospel to them, who else will do it? Who else is there? And don't tell me they can go to church and hear the gospel. Most people don't go to church anymore. And even those that do go to church don't hear the gospel for the most part. That's why it's imperative for those of us which are saved, for those of us which are born again, for those of us which are immersed daily in the word of God to open our mouths, to preach the gospel, to get up close and personal if necessary. And I'll tell you something else. If you are out of fellowship with the Lord, this isn't for you. If there's one thing that I've seen over the years which is somewhat abhorrent, it would have to be carnal Christians. Meaning well, yes, and yet still carnal, and as a result, going around trying to 
witness trying to plant seeds and people can see straight through such carnality it's a very sickly sight to behold you've got to be consecrated you've got to be separated you've got to be in the word of god and you've got to be bold and courageous and be prepared to be pushed back to be shunned to be silenced and if you can't survive in that particular environment go somewhere else but i promise you that if you attempt to do this you will find within five minutes your boredom has been alleviated and if you can't fit in go somewhere else and start again also it's a safe place to go you can preach the gospel not overly uh, aggressively but subtly slowly but surely you're in a pretty safe environment for the most part whereas on the street that can't necessarily be said the street can be a dangerous place especially if you are a woman on your own in fact women on their own shouldn't really be going out on their own i know there are some women who go out on their own and i've seen some of these women street preaching it's not acceptable the same is true of brothers going out on their own and sometimes street preaching it's not acceptable because you need someone to go out with you the lord sent the apostles out two by two it's good to have someone to not just watch your back but to pray for you to intercede for you to just be present as company if nothing else and therefore if you haven't got someone to go out with you and for some of you i know you haven't this could be for you so i will leave you with that thought this has been sermon number eight a somewhat quick and uh, forthright message and i hope that if you are struggling with those particular subjects of depression loneliness or whatever else we've touched on today then perhaps this has been of some help to you and above all do something get up get out ship up ship out but i will leave you with that thought like i say wish you every blessing every happiness every peace and joy and may the lord jesus christ bless you all amen and amen